0: Hello everybody, and welcome to the second instalment of the Twelve Man Podcast. I'm joined by the usual two, Tommy and Ruben. And today, I must admit, there's lots to go over. But before we get into all of that, I'd just like to thank you for the incredible support. There's already been 60 plus plays on our podcast, and um, we've had many different sites such as Spotify and um, Podcast Breakers, all things like that, all um, you know, verifying our podcast, meaning you can listen to it over there. But um, if you're wanting to see what you can listen to the podcast on make sure you hev- head over to our socials at the 12 Pod on Instagram and Twitter to make sure you don't miss out on any episodes and um, obviously you can see what you know, places you can listen to the podcast on.
1: Yeah today um, we will review Sunday's and Thrawn Scottish Cup final. Um, each one of us will give a performance of the week. We'll go over last week's Betfred Cup results and preview the draws for the next round. We'll discuss John Hughes and David Martindale's appointments to Ross County and Livingston respectively and we'll look ahead to the weekend's fixtures. Here's Tommy first with the Scottish Cup final review.
2: Um, Where do I start really? Uh, Celtic came into the game and they looked like the Celtic that everyone's used to in that first half. Uh, Dominant in all areas of the pitch, just running at hearts. Hearts seemed to want to try and hold on till half time, And it just didn't work. Uh, Christie with an amazing finish, just as usual. Stereotypical finish from him. Um, but I feel like Hearts were still... They were kind of caught surprised by the way Celtic were playing. I feel like Nielsen underestimated it due to their current form. But overall... It was just an extremely dominant first half. Uh, obviously, Edward with the chip penalty, but I feel like Hearts were all over the place. Players were losing their head, like some Naismith, Halliday, and Gordon. Um, Halliday and Naismith giving away stupid fouls, letting Scott Brown get in their head. But I feel like after half time, Celtic weren't prepared for Hearts to actually start putting effort in. And Hearts went into the second half with the perfect game plan, in my opinion. Just attacking from right from the off. Uh, obviously, grabbing that early goal was the like best thing that could have happened because it would have been a proper struggle if they hadn't got that so early. Uh, with Aidy White going on a good run and getting the ball into boys. But after that, Celtic seemed to look... Worried and they didn't look like how dominant they were in the first half. Um, Ginelli coming on obviously changed the game, brought like a new attacking side for Hearts, but wasteful with a lot of his chances. Um, overall, it was a bit of a scrappy goal for the equaliser, um, but obviously, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that it went in. Uh, I think Hart showed great spirit getting back into the game from 2-0 down and I think after the second Celtic started to wake up a little bit and they were attacking more they looked like they could have got another before full time Um, obviously extremely dominant in possession 64% possession I think they had over the full 120 minutes Uh, obviously Griffiths off the bench to score an extra time I thought that was it but Gianelli with his well-deserved goal late on to send it to penalties and obviously penalties are just a bit of a gamble uh, Corner Hazard done well under the pressure uh, Hearts failed to take their chance after Gordon had saved Christie's I thought like we could have actually done it at that point but obviously Kingsley and Whiten put penalties and well saved by Hazard but It's just back to the usual Celtic. Um, First half was great. Second half, they were terrible. Looked like a shadow of their usual selves. Um, I think everyone knew that if a team was to get a result against Celtic, it would be now. But obviously, Hearts failed to capitalise on that. Uh, Overall, I think Hearts done well. They held their own. But obviously, in the end, it just wasn't meant to be.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you, Tommy. I think that's quite a good evaluation of the game. And for me, I, obviously, as a neutral, um, I went into it thinking it was really anyone's game because obviously Celtic, with a very poor form they've be, been in, and obviously Hearts have been... Well, you could say they're doing quite well in the championship, obviously they're top top of the table. And I thought, like you said, if there was any chance for an underdog to beat Celtic, I think it was now... And obviously he did say that and I do believe that even though they were two 0 down at half time, I think Robbie Nielsen's tactics really I think he's told the players not not to give up yet, it's still anyone's game and um he did that really well because obviously with um su- such a well placed finish from Christie and then obviously um Edward's trip penalty it was it was so cheeky and I think it it, it would have seemed like the game was done by then. But Hearts never actually gave up. And I think they knew that there was still something in it. And bringing back two goals, especially to a top team like Celtic, bringing back two goals after being 2-0 down and such a big occasion, I think is very, it's incredible, really. For the, for the state that Hearts are in, just now obviously in the championship. And um, they, they shouldn't have really had that much hope. But they showed that they can still compete against the top teams, whether in the second, second division or the first. And I I was quite impressed by Hearts' performance. And obviously, like you said, when Ligar first scored, I, I did think that was it. I, it looked like that was Hearts done and it was Celtic's game. And um, it would have been a real bummer if it had ended there because obviously Hearts had done so well to get back into it. But just to get beat by another goal after bringing it back, I think probably would have made it a lot worse than it could have been. But then, obviously, Josh Dinelli getting that goal back, it, it was so it, it was so tightly t- contested that no one really knew who was going to win. And I think when it went into penalties, I think everyone was accepting uh, Hearts to win. Because, obviously, with how good Gordon had been throughout the game, despite conceding three goals, he was still absolutely magnificent and stopped it from being much more. I, I think everyone thought that it, it was hearts, hearts to take home from then. And, obviously after receiving the penalty as well, I think the pressure just kept piling and piling on Celtic and obviously Hearts to win. And um, unfortunately, it just didn't come out the way that Hearts would have wanted it. And um, Christopher Ayers showed great confidence to smash that penalty home in the, obviously the last one. And I think it all just got a bit too much for Hearts and it was, it it, it, it is a bummer. And it was, it would be gut-wrenching to lose like that. And but. I think it's really what 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 can you expect for playing a team like Celtic. I know they're really poor but they'll they always they always pull off the the results when they need it and I think that that was that was really what they did on Sunday. I don't think there was much but you know, like between the two sides. But I think Celtic just managed to snatch it and um all credit due to Hearts, they played so well and it, it was quite impressive to see a championship side plays so well against Celtic but I mean um, Celtic running out the usual winners and obviously that's quadruple treble done now what did you think um, of the game Ruben?
1: Yeah I think especially going into half time you probably you were definitely expecting Celtic to, to win the game and eventually they did um, but I think uh, if you were to look from a from a heart's point of view you would, have, you would have said it was a bit gut wrenching to, to lose it how they did um, I think when when you look at the the yeah, 120 minutes, probably bar the first half. You would have said Hearts, Hearts would have had a chance We winning it, and I don't think it would have been unfair. I don't think it would have been undeserved. Uh, I think, you know, Shelly definitely had the first half, and I would say Hearts had the second. Uh, I think, uh, you know, extra time it was more of an even game. I even thought there was, even though there was less goals, it was a better game to watch, because both teams had their chances. And yeah, I think as as both of you said, when 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 Griffith scored, it, it looked like game over. I think everyone knew that, and for 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 Janelli to score, you know how and when he did, I think it was it was amazing. And, and I think as well as as you both touched on, to to come so close, especially you know getting an opportunity with with Christie missing missing his penalty to, to end up losing the game. I think Hearts will feel a bit frustrated, but you know they've come so far, and I think uh, you know I still think they'll only get better. And there's no doubt in my mind, that Hearts will be. Back in the Premiership next season, especially after a performance like that,
0: I think as well we've been. I think you'll be quite impressed, considering obviously you you've managed, uh, Dunfermline managed to beat Hearts, and the fact that they put in such an impressive performance over Celtic. I think does that not kind of spur you on to think that Dunfermline will do better than they really have, or is that just uh you know a you know different, different really? Because I think. A lot more was at stake yeah, think, in the Hearts
1: um, game. You know, I don't think um, either of them were floats I think, uh, I think, you know, different days, different form. I think you know, going into it, Dunfermline weren't favourites and going into it, Hearts weren't favourites. But you know, both both surprised with the performance. I mean, not. I don't think I told that Dunfermline would, would beat Celtic or even draw with them. But I think, uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from, and I think. It gives teams like Dunferman and other teams who have in the championship who might go on, on to take Hearts, you know, quite close and maybe shock them a bit. Even even Arbroath, I think it was only one nil Hearts beat them, and Arbroath putting a really good performance. So I think it might it might give um, teams that bit hope that you know it's not unrealistic to say that they would hold their own in, in the Premiership.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely agree with you there, but. Now, um, after obviously reviewing that intense cup final, I don't think we'll we'll see one like that for quite a while. Obviously, the, the usual winners running out of it, you know, with the trophy. But I still think that that was one of the most entertaining games I've ever watched. And um, yeah, th- that's all there really is to say about that final. But now we're going to move on to our our first like version of this new thing we're going to do because obviously, like like we been said the. The whole doing the going over all the matches is kind of, it's kind of boring and it gets kind of a drag. And I think I said it would be good if we were doing it on a Saturday night live, like after, you know, after all the games have just been played and it's all been finished. But um, we're going to move into this new thing, and uh, we're going to do our team of the week or performance of the week. And obviously, team of the week might spur you on to think that maybe we're doing like a goalkeeper, centre-back, all that kind of thing. But not. we've got to do our best performance of the week. And um, we've made our rule. We're not allowed to pick the same side. And um, we are just got to give you our best performers of the week um, all, 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 you know, all by ourselves and why we thought they were the best performers. So I think I'll start. And um, for me, it was Montrose, as uh, they picked up a, quite a good 4-0 win over Dumbarton, which uh, moved them up to third, I believe. And, um, I mean, M- Montrose have had quite a good season so far. They already look like they're uh, promotion chasers. And, obviously, with um, Partick Thistle coming down, I think it might have looked like it was going to be their league. But with Patrick Thistle in such poor form, you 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 know, I think it's really anyone's league league one just now. Because, obviously, Falkirk are running away with it. But the second place is quite tight. And I think that um, that... Win for Montrose will definitely spur them on for the next few weeks. uh four-nil against anyone that's impressive, whether it was bottom of the week or top of the week. And um, I think Montrose did quite well to run that one out. But um, who was uh, your performance I'm, of the I'm week? i for
1: Hamlin. I think you know they probably went into the game against Ross County on Saturday expecting to get beat, but you know surprisingly they went up to Dingwall and, and they won with ease. You know it might not be an emphatic win, but Ross County is a hard place to go and. I think they showed, you know, the quality and they definitely defied expectations. And it might have saved uh, Brian Lewis's job as well. You know, and I'm, I'm sure he'll be pleased that um, in the end it did, um, unfortunately, seal uh, Stuart Kittle's um, fate. Uh, as as much as I was expecting uh, Kettlewell to go, it's still a bit of a shock. But, yeah, uh, Hamilton are definitely my team, and they kind of, yeah, I think they played really well.
2: What about you, uh, I've gone for Airdronian's 1-0 win over Falkirk away from home. Um, I think, obviously, Falkirk's always a difficult away day. um, And they were unbeaten in the league. They've only, overall, like including Betfred Cup, they've only lost two games out of the last 14, uh, including that one. Uh, obviously, losing to Dunfermline in the Betfred Cup. But they've had the likes of wins over... Killy, like a 3-0 win in that 14 games. Uh, so I think for Airdrie, who were 7th go to a place like Falkirk, who are obviously dominant in the league, sitting top uh, with players like Callum Morrison on top form. Um, I think it was a big result for them to go there and manage to get a win, taking them up like three places into 4th um, I don't think they would have seen themselves going in with the intention of winning. Obviously, like, their last three games, they hadn't won. They'd lost two of them. They were on like a little bad spell of form for their standards. But they dug deep. It was 82nd minute winner. And I think overall, the way they played, they deserved a win. But I don't think Falkirk would have expected to come out of that with no points.
0: Yeah, I, I do think, obviously, like you said, Falkirk is a really hard place to go, and considering their top of the league just now, I think that would have almost like piled on how hard it would have been for Airdrie to go there and even even pick up any points at all, never mind a win. And I do think, I do agree with you there, that that's a very good win for Airdrie. And um also, the ha- the Hamilton win over Ross County as well, that's, like you said, Ross County is a very tough place to go. Obviously, even Hibs went up and uh, only managed to come out with a 0-0 draw. And um, quite a few teams have went up and struggled. So the fact that Aki's went up and got a 2-0 win is very... It, it's quite, convinc- quite convincing for Brian Rice's side. And obviously, despite having a poor season so far, I'm sure Aki's fans will be delighted with that win. But now, I think, I believe Ruben is going to tell us about um, last week's Betfred Cup results. And obviously, the forthcoming. Uh, semi final draw. Yeah, so
1: um, right, we, we previewed the games last week and we gave our thoughts on how they would go and give our predictions. Uh, I think in the end not many of us were right were they. Um I, I got mine on right, you know, I was I was the only one who had St Mary's to beat Rangers and even though probably myself I, I would have backed them for it, but I I do I was expecting a Rangers win as well. But um uh drew one on with St Johnson and uh, they fought all the way all all the through extra time and unfortunately lost four feet to St Johnson. Uh, the better team won and I think even over ninety minutes it shouldn't have lasted hundred and twenty minutes the game itself. Uh, I think St Johnson should have put it to bed a lot earlier but uh, I'm proud of the team, their effort, their their comeback. But in the in the end, you yeah, know, I think uh, St Johnson had deservedly through to the next round. Um
0: no, sorry. Obviously, I I I watched the Hibs game because obviously, well, obviously it was on the telly. But as I'm a Hibs fan, sorry, Ruben, but I, I'll just break in here. Um, but, well, to be honest, Hibs against Awa was it was very poor. It was the first half. Obviously, we found ourselves one 0 down, and I don't think that was. I, I think we all knew how it was going to end up anyway. But I think the fact that we're one 0 down made it so much more difficult for us and uh well sorry I shouldn't be labeling it as us but um I, I think for, for Hibbs it was very difficult to be one nil down at half time to hour, and I think we all know how well Awa can hold on to lead and I, I think that there was some sort of change that was needed in the second half. And obviously Stevie Mallon was brought on and um he cre- he created both goals. Obviously Deutsch getting two goals. I don't think one of them was his goal. I think that was an own goal. But Anyway, it was him that headed it in, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, I think the fact it was two one was unconvincing, but also the fact that we were one 0 down at half time, it it just wasn't it it wasn't looking like our normal selves. Obviously just coming off the back of you, a three 0 win over Mullerwell and a four 0 win over Aki's, it was a very it was quite I was quite shocked to be to be honest, that we were one 0 down at half time. But I think that the boys did well to bring it back in the second half and obviously pick up a 2-1 result, um, and obviously th- through the semi-final as well, um, some more hand in action, I think that's uh, something worth talking about. But anyway, on to uh, Wednesday's right. results, um, about that. St. Um,
1: picked up a, a huge shock win over Rangers, uh, 3-2 it ended up being, um, again, similar to the of Hearts game, Rangers came back, and I think in the end, you'd probably expect them to, to grab a last-minute winner, but it wasn't the case, and uh, St men St. picked up a home win against Rangers, and, Advance the next round. Uh, refine the odds. Um, Livingston uh, beat Ross County 2-0. Again, I think um I'm probably a surprise given how how poor form Livingston were in. I think uh you know David Martindale did a did a great job as well. And uh, rightly so. I think off the back of that as well, he's he's these he places Livingston's new permanent manager.
0: Definitely. Um. I think it's. Sorry about that, guys. I think. I think it is. Um. I think that did lead on to obviously Martindale being appointed because ever since Gary Hope's left, they've picked up nothing but wins, and that's back to back two nils obviously over Dundee United and um, Ross County, and that that's obviously those are good results because Dundee United and Ross County are difficult teams to play, and um. I definitely think that's what's spurred on to, you know, give David Martindale the job. And speaking about David Martindale, obviously uh, today that moves on to our next segment. Today, um, John Hughes was appointed as the Ross County manager and um, David Martindale, obviously rightly so, was uh, appointed as the Livingston manager. And I think, obviously, there's been a lot of... (laughs) mixed opinions about John Hughes' appointment at Ross County, but for me, that's a very good appointment. I I don't know about you guys, but I think, obviously, there there was some good ones in there, like Gary Holt and Tommy Wright, but I think John Hughes was one that nobody really seen coming, and for me, that's a very good appointment from Ross County, what do
1: you guys think? Um, Um. I think given what John Hughes has done for his previous teams, I think he's, you know, people are are giving negative opinions based on one club, but, um, over, i think it he has the potential to do something really special at ross county and I'd, I'd love to see
2: it um i'm kind of 50 50 on it like obviously he's had good spells at clubs but he's never been like amazing like he got hips to europe obviously but he' done that with a like 35 percent win percentage uh, more losses than wins in his career at hips um obviously he's done really bad at the likes of Hartlepool, uh, with twenty seven win percentage. Um he got third with Inverness, but I think he relied too heavily on negative football in that little spell. Uh obviously everyone knows how he done it Wraith, but I think if he uses the team well, I reckon I don't think they'll be able to stay up, but I reckon he could do decent in the Championship if they like, stick with him and show him the loyalty. Cause...
0: Yeah, I I do think as well, sorry, Tommy, but I, I do think that he's a good manager and I think the stick that he's been given is very... It, it, it's not it's not really the fairest concern. He has done well at the majority of the clubs that he's been at. Obviously, there is obviously going to be one or two mistakes and maybe lost his wrestling or even, you know, he it, it, it just gets it wrong. But I, I think, like you said, it, it will be a difficult task trying to keep County up. But I do feel that um, if anyone is the man, he, he, he could easily pull them out of that. But it just depends on how he organises County. And I think it really he really needs to settle in and make sure he knows all the players well, knows where they all play, that kind of thing. And I think he he needs to get it right to get them out of where they are just now. But um, like you said, I, I don't think they will. But I'm sure they will do, if they do go down, they will do magnificent in the Championship. And I, I do think they would come straight back up. But just now, I think it is quite a task for um Hughes to even... To, considering he's been left, like what he's been left with, I think it will be a difficult task. But obviously I think something to talk about is the fact that he also has a semi final coming up in January. And that that'll be quite a that's quite, you know, out of nowhere that that he straight away has to put oh my God, sorry guys. I I've just realised that they got knocked out. That that's that's my that's my bad. But um you know what I mean, they did so well in the Cup and I think the expectations will be high, concerning is past. And I think that the task might be too much at County, but we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And obviously, on the other side, we have David Martindale appointed as uh, Livingston head coach. And I, I believe that's a very good decision. Um, I think with what he's done with Livingston, Gary Holt left, like I said, back-to-back wins. And he, he's done he's done really well, and I I do think that that was the right man for the job, and I, uh, him, I don't know about you, but what do you think?
1: Definitely the, the right person for it. Um, I think that you know it would probably save them a bit of money as well, going going for going for him, someone that was already at the club. But I don't think I don't think they they'll struggle with him in charge, and I think they'll definitely stay up and hopefully push on and finishing the top half of the day.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good appointment. Well, what do you think, Tommy? That's
2: what matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, he's got like that controversial past to him, but I think now's a better time than ever for him to put that behind him. Uh, he's obviously done a lot better than most people were expecting in terms of taking over for his interim. But I think... Something's telling me I think it might be similar to like the Alex Dyer situation at Cooley. Um I think he'll do decent for a while, but it'll start to turn into more of a kind of like a good, not great managerial like stint at Livingston. Obviously, like it's not going to be an easy job because, in a way, like looking at them over. Like four years ago from now, you'd think they were overperforming just now. But I think he's done good so far. And if he can keep them up playing the way they are without other teams reading it, then he can be a good manager for the team.
0: Yeah, I think it really is all down to how Martindale sets them up. And if he keeps going the way uh, way, he is, I I don't see why they wouldn't get a top six finish this season. I definitely think they're contenders. They're sitting in seventh just now. And uh, obviously, they've still got a game or two in hand. And I think that's, um, he really just needs to keep going the way he's going. But now that we've, we've spoken about that, I think the last, last but not least, we've got to go over next weekend's fixtures. I think we're going to do it. Um, I'll do Premiership. And um, Tommy and Ruben can maybe decide between themselves, Championship and Week One, Week Two. And um, I think I'll get started with a Premiership, obviously. Obviously, oh, so Celtic are facing... Uh, oh, no, that's Wednesday's fixtures. Yeah, well, in fact, that's right. Celtic are facing Ross County at Celtic Park. Obviously, that could be a repeat of what happened a few weeks ago in the Cup. And um don't see why not, but I think Celtic could be could have a lot more confidence than they maybe did. But um, Aki's are playing Livingston, uh, and I think that, that's another, that could be quite tight. Obviously, Aki's coming off the back of that 2-0 over Ross County, and Livingston... Um, obviously being on good form just now. Um, Hibs are playing St. Mirren at Easter Road. Uh, A chance for Hibs to pick up some more points and maybe move into second, because obviously they bottled it in the last minute against United. And uh, I think that could just be a chance. But obviously St. Mirren are a good side just now, so it will be quite difficult. But I don't see why Hibs can't win that. Uh, St. Johnston Rangers at Midarmond Park, and um. Obviously, that's just another chance for Rangers to go even further top. And um, St. Johnston, you never know, could pick up some points. Rangers aren't really living up to what they've been in the past couple of weeks because, obviously, um, they were 1-0 down to Motherwell and managed to pull out a 3-1 uh, result. But they did get beat St. Marin, so time will tell whether that you know that goes on. And um, Motherwell are playing Aberdeen at Fair Park. Which obviously will be another tight game. Both good sides and decent, decent enough form, and um, that that could be really tight. And last but not least, Dundee United against Kelly, which is a very, I think that would be very tightly contested because obviously both sides are r- roughly in the same place, um, and yeah, that's that. That's that for the Premiership. What about the Championship?
2: Um, Dundee are heading away to Queen and South in a game that I think should on paper be an easy win for them with Queen of the South obviously sat at the bottom of the league uh, but Dundee haven't quite found their form yet but I think they'll be expecting to for this weekend uh, Greenock Morton are hosting Inverness um, obviously doing well third in the table I don't think many expected them to be doing quite so well uh, obviously sat above the likes of Dundee and Inverness, Aaron and but I reckon it could go either way that game. Greenock are on good form but Inverness have always like got that quality in there. Uh, Hearts are hosting Ayr at home. Um, I'd say in my opinion that would be the game of the week for the championship. Um, two big teams in terms of championship and I think Ayr will be looking to cause a upset but with Hearts uh, current home form in the league. I uh, can't see this going any other way than a Hearts win, but obviously we've seen Hearts fail to win games that they should have been winning so far this season, so won't be too confident. Uh, Wraith are away to Aloha. Um Another one where I think Wraith should be looking for the win and expecting the win, but we've seen it against like, the likes of Hearts that Aloha can cause upsets and they've won their last two, so they'll be looking to Get another win, uh, and the final game is Dunfermline to Arbroath. Uh, Arbro. Sorry, uh, Dunfermline sat second top, and Arbro second bottom. Uh, on paper, it should be another Dunfermline win. Um, obviously, one of the better teams in the league. But I mean, we'll see in, what happens the on the one, day.
1: Falkirk host vessel Thistle. Uh, I think you know that's the two giants in the league. You'd call them uh, a top of the table clash, you'd say as well. Um, I think on paper, looking at the squad, you would say they're very even, also. Um, however, on decent form, you can only suggest that Falkirk will win. I think part of this will ha- fans aren't really happy with how their season has gone so far, and so a Falkirk win is, is all I would predict. Um, other games in the League One Clyde play Airdrie, Dumbarton are, are at home to East Fife, and for host Cove Rangers. In the League Two, there's no games this weekend, however, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, uh Breaking City
0: host and Athletic. Oh well, that that sounds absolutely riveting. And um yeah that that's the games for well that that's the upcoming games. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the uh, podcast. And uh, what? Oh Tell me didn't like... say there's no
2: games. <laughs>
0: there's no but games well, so in two this, this There's in no games in week two.
2: Alright, oh, sorry sorry about that guys anyway
0: thank you so much for um listening i really hope you've enjoyed it and um that's all from us this week Uh, and once again i'd like to thank you for the support on last week's episode Uh, it's been incredible so far please keep it up and um yeah that that's that